0: This thing has more than one royal family.
1: Best podcasts going around worldwide. When Ticket, I younger, to and I am Coupa. Everyone and welcome to Kick It To Scoops. I'm your host, Cooper Gretsch, the sole admin of AFL information, trade rumors, and results. And I've got a very, very loaded show for you guys today. We've got the world famous segment, Scoops Goes Bang. We've got my team of the week, Coach Talk, my rolling All Australian team, my Scoops medal. As I said, Supercoach Talk. We've got so much. We're going to start off with this, and I'm going to mention right at the top who the next big guest here on Kick It To Scoops will be. And your, your full details, you'll sign on in a sec. But first, you want me on Cameo, head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. You want me to roast your friend? Do you want me to wish someone a happy birthday or marriage? Um, want me to give lift someone's spirits up? I want to talk about the AFL, cricket, wrestling, whatever it is? Send it through to cameo.com. And if you're respectable with your questions and comments and requests, that, that will be fulfilled. And merch, there's t shirts, there's stickers, there's stubby holders, there's hats, the whole shebang is on there. Um, go and get your stage. You'll see on the screen some of the items you can get. you can get the Scoops original t-shirt, you can get your Scoops uh, Scoops goes bang you a block t-shirt. The uh, Supercoach top where I was ranked number one, just remember that in round five. That was a great round in Supercoach. Um, yeah, this hat sticker stuff. I would greatly appreciate if you can purchase some merch, just show some support for me. Helps build the channel a lot. Um, get more people out. There. And if you do wear my merch, please send them out. Send me a message. I may make it as a post. If you want to be on a post, wearing my gear, please send it through. And, uh, yeah, I'll put it on my page and, uh, and show the faithful that you do support me. And I really do appreciate that. But normally I start with the world-famous segment, Scoops goes bang. But, uh-uh, I'm going to start with the big announcement. The next guest on Kick It. You'll see tomorrow night at 7 p.m. You won't believe me, but you can see the screen grab on the Facebook post and on Instagram at AFL, AFL Info Live, but you'll see it on the screen right now. And that is the next guest right here on Kick It Big Name AFL Player Agent from Connor Sports Management, Nick Geishan. He manages Pat Lipinski, Dan McStay, who's a free agent, Clayton Oliver, Tom Barras, Aiden Core, Alex Witherden. The list goes on and on and on. A lot of clients he has at Connor Sports Management. So that interview will be out tomorrow. And I ask the hard-hitting questions. He does reveal Dan McStay's status and whether he wants to stay at the Lions or not. Uh, Clayton Oliver, who's out of contract at the end of next year, uh, whether he wants to stay a demon for life. Pat Lipinski, he goes to outside of Collingwood what clubs are interested in. One club in particular were very, very interested in Pat and wanted to secure him, but Collingwood were the club he chose in the end now, yeah, that and many, many more. We asked about the mid-season trade period, whether he wants to see a mid-season trade period introduced in the AFL from next season. Um, we go through that as well, and so many more of his clients. So I hope you guys can tune in for that. Now, let's start off with that world-famous segment. Scoops goes bang. Oh, Bailey Smith, Zach Toohey. And Tom Liberatore. Plain and simple, guys. What Bailey Smith did now, I noticed today he's apologised and said it was out of character. Well, he kind of had to say that, didn't he? But, yes, nonetheless, he's apologised. And after the game, he hands against Zach Tui. Now, in the grand scheme of things, the two-week ban itself is utterly ridiculous. The AFL need to make a statement. They need to say, Bailey... Not only is that unacceptable, it's stupid, it's dumb, it's uncharacteristic. It's not something that we want to, you know, tolerate. And it should be more than two weeks. Now, in comparison, I know incidents are graded differently. But when you think about it, think about it for a minute. Paddy Ryder got a two-week ban for bracing for contact against Will Day. Now, obviously, Will Day got concussed, and uh, that was unfortunate. But that was two weeks. So you're essentially saying the, the suspension length, was the exact same as what Bailey Smith intentionally headbutted Zach Toohey? Are you kidding me? That was two weeks what Patty Ryder did, and Bailey Smith got the exact same when Bailey Smith intentionally headbutted Zach Toohey? And Zach Toohey's not out of the water here either. Now, seeing it live, I made a post saying that what Zach Too- uh, what Bailey Smith did was stupid, and it was dumb, and he'll rightfully cop a suspension, which he did two weeks. But should have been more than two weeks. How that's. Suspension length is the same as what Paddy Ryder did. is utterly ridiculous. That's one of many examples. How that's two weeks. So Bailey Smith, if Ryder was two, which is ridiculous in his own right, he made a, a clip about that a while ago when that happened. How Bailey Smith was only two weeks for a headbutt? That should have been at least four. I'm sorry. That had to be at least four. It's something they've got to stamp out and say, you do rubbish like this and you're going to pay the ultimate price. It wasn't a king hit. It was nothing like that. It should have been at least Four weeks. It's not a vendetta or against the Bulldogs or Bailey Smith. It's an example that, that I just gave a comparison. How that was the same suspension length as what Ryder did. Please, utterly pathetic. Zach, too. You are not in the out of the limelight yet, man? Or fella? Um, yes, that's a that's a gag. That's just a joke, fella. Seamus, WWE wrestler. That's He's Irish too. Yeah. Anyway, Zach. Now, unbelievable! I thought, "Whoa, Bailey Smith, you're in deep strife for what you did to Tui." But then I've gone to see replays, slow motion replays, and replays in general. Zach Tui, how he only got fined thousand dollars was utterly ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying he should have got four weeks or three weeks or anything like that. He should have been given a week also, because or two, because he started this. Uh, argument, physical uh, contact argument, he put his head against Bailey Smith and pushed his head like that, didn't headbutt him he had his head against Bailey Smith's head and pushed him with his head on Bailey Smith which then Bailey Smith retaliated so Zach Tui is no angel in this also he shall have copped a week as well but, well not as well, because Smith got two Bailey Smith should have had four weeks, and Zach Tui should have had at least one, maybe two weeks. To the AFL, you had to make an example out of this, and again, you did not. To the AFL, to Zach Tui, to Bailey Smith, and oh yeah, that's right, Liberatore. Tough hacks hitting behind play. It's uh, That's something again that needs to be stamped out as well. I'm not saying weeks, but fines should be out for... And proper fines, not a $1,000. $1,000 is nothing to them. Ten, fifteen dollars 15000 fines it should be for someone that comes into a melee, tries to punch someone, or not punch someone, or knock someone down behind play when they got their back turned. It's not tough, Tom. It ain't tough. It is weak. It's gutless. Would you do that if had? Tui had his back not turned? I doubt it. And if you did, it wouldn't have been to the lengths you tried to do. So Tom Liberatore, Chris, uh, not Chris Scott, Tom Libertore, Bailey Smith, Zach Toohey, the AFL. Lift your game! Utterly, utterly pathetic. And to Zach, to Bailey, and Tom, AFL, you should have a look at that and say, that example should be made of, and you didn't, so that is pathetic. Lift your game! That is the edition of Scoops Goes Bang, the world famous segment. Oh, you better believe it, it is. 5% of my viewers are from the United States. Of America. Don't know that. My s- analytics say so. If you go watch it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, the analytics say so. Not because Stone Cold said so, because Cooper said so. Now, we'll move on to what are we going to go through now? We're going to go review pre- round 12. Round 12. It was a short around the first week of the buy rounds. God, I hate the buy rounds. Don't we hate the buy rounds? St Kilda, poor Adelaide, Essendon, Carlton, GWS, and um, there was one other club that escaped me at the top of my head. All oh, had the buy. Boring, boring buy. Um, yeah, Carlton had the buy too. So yeah, it was utterly, utterly boring. But Saints will play this week against the Lions in a huge clash at the Gabbos. So I do know. We'll get to that later. The Bulldogs in Geelong, the clash itself, the clutch, I was just talking about, about the incident, but the match itself Geelong by 13 points, 83, defeated the Western Bulldogs, 70. Uh, Geelong without Tom Stewart after the first quarter of a concussion. Uh, we thought, well, they're going to get exposed here and Bulldogs should run away despite being five goals down. Bulldogs came back and I thought, like, yep, that is going to happen. No Tom Stewart, no Geelong, potentially Melbourne, no May, no Melbourne. Um, may that be the case <laughs> with Melbourne um, can't say the excuse that Nam lost now because it was Melbourne in Melbourne, Nam is Melbourne uh, anyway Geelong 18, 13 point victory over the Bulldogs Jeremy Cameron was the difference, the sole difference in this match, had it not been for him this result would not have been in the Geelong Cats favour would simply have simply been in the Dogs favour uh, Bailey Smith was well held too by Mark O'Connor uh, McRae was good um, uh, Josh Dunkley Adam Trelaw, but in the end uh, Jeremy Cameron was a soldier miss for Geelong and Sam Deconi did a solid job on Aaron Norton uh, yep Geelong went by 13 points heading into their bye the Saturday clash so Tom Stewart won't miss a game technically unless something bad happens with his concussion symptoms because uh, of the bye so he'll pass the 12 day mandatory concussion protocol so he'll play their following clash Saturday at the Adelaide Oval, 88 for the Crows, defeated the Eagles by 31 points, Eagles 57, Crows 88. Um, look at the result, you say it's solid win for Adelaide. I wouldn't be so pleased. Manny Nix clearly wasn't as impressed. They were up about five goals. Yes, it was wet conditions. Uh, it was on and off conditions, but it still was wet conditions. It may not have been raining the whole game, but it was wet conditions nonetheless. The Crows got out to a five-goal lead early on, but then the Eagles came back and got close. About ten points or so, three goals margin range, close. Josh K- Jack Darling played his probably his best game. What um, was that? The pre- yeah. Oh uh, anyway, uh, he's been a pretty solid last few weeks. Jack Darling, uh, funny, I don't know, hey? um, You know, Tim Kelly was probably one of their best again. Tom Barras was really really good. The Crows were led Ben Keys. Um, the usual suspects for them were pretty good. Tex the. Former skipper Tex was great also, uh, but many Knicks won't be too pleased, despite winning over the Eagles. They should have won early, and it was a straight fun fact. Uh, The record was not broken for the most consecutive 50-plus point losses in a row. That streak for, I think, Fitzroy and someone else, and either Giants, to hold that equal ladder, so the Eagles did not join them in that list or pass it. So, lucky for them. Uh, The big... Result down in Darwin, the Suns. I said they'd win this easily against the Roos, and that they did. 109-47, to 47 defeated the Roos by 62 points. The Gold Coast Suns, mixed uh, uh, emotions for them, unfortunately. Lockie Waller went down with, with a suspected ACL injury, so which Lockie Wallow all the best, having a great. You keep the goal at 20 possessions. Lockie Waller, unfortunately, will be missed for the Suns. Will Powers play well in that role and play well on the weekend. Oleg uh, Markov will get more opportunity now in that position. He's been in and out this year. I know he played on the weekend, but he's been in and out. He may settle into that position, or they may bring in uh, Jack Bowes, who's been playing VFL in the midfield. But as you know, some players have played midfield in AFL. Uh, VFL. Don't play that in AFL. So Jack Bowes may come in for Lockie Weller uh, to play that halfback role, unless they want to stick Markov there and move some positional moves. The Suns are great. No Levi Kasbauer probably back this week. Uh, Sam Day kicked two in his first game for the year. Uh, approaching 150, 150 career games to Sam Day. The Ruse? what can you say, Todd? Goldstein was okay, um, but unfortunately for the Ruse, it's a bad year for them. David Noble should not be the one to blame. It should be the playing group. Jaden Stevenson is the one thing I'll say should be back in the side should have came in that game. Tristan Cherry set to sign a new deal, but uh, yeah, not much to like for the Suns were awesome, 100 Nine to forty-seven, sixty-two point victory. Oh, Chi-Chi, the red and the white. Melbourne have been defeated day and night the last two weeks. <laughs> Do you like that one? No one. I claim that that is my copyright. That is me. I said that saying. That's my saying. Melbourne sixty-one defeated by the Swannies seventy-three. Melbourne uh, Swans. He's five behinds in a row in the first quarter. Melbourne went by about four or five goals at quarter time. You're like, I'm going to keep on going. Well, no, as the commentary said, I thought senior in this. They're just missing reasonable opportunities. Sam Reid was awesome. He has these moments in years gone by and this year where's he has good moments. And he was close to best on ground, if not best on ground for the Swans at least and close to best around in the game. Uh, he was awesome. Logan McDonald was great. Luke Parker, Isaac Heaney, Chad Warner. Paddy McCartan. There's um, a lot of great plays for the Swanies. Colin reading got subbed out straight away with concussion. We wish him all the best. Uh, Melbourne. Pretty poor. Tom McDonough missed rest of the season with a foot ankle injury. Uh, the Liz Frank injury has been rumoured about. Uh, having a scan today or tomorrow. Um, Max Gorman was clearly the best on the ground for Melbourne. Three goals, 28 possessions, 26 odd hit outs against Peter Adams, who missed Tom Hickey up there in the ruck. Um, yeah. Other than that, Clayton Oliver had thirty one, but it had a lot of them early. It wasn't his best game. Um I mean, like it wasn't a bad game, not get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But probably one of his worst thirty one possession games he's had. Uh yeah. Melbourne losing two in a row, lose the Dockers, lose to the Swans. They got the Pies on Queen's birthday, not this Monday, but the following Monday, which in saying that, I'll probably have the show on next Tuesday night. Um Nick Geishan interview those tomorrow night. And the podcast for this kick at the scoops will be the following Tuesday, not Monday, next week. Um, yeah, Swanies, Chichi, the red and the white. Back in the mix for the top four are those Swans. Sunday games, the Hawks and the Pies. Hawthorne, 68, defeated by the Pies. in a close win by 72-72. 70, Collingwood by 4.68 versus 72. Uh, yeah, Craig McRae up and about. Other Pies. Paddler, Pinsky close to BOG. Yes, Jordan Jordan Degowie was good. Darcy Cameron was awesome. Jack Crisp, with his crisp disposal, was awesome. Uh, the Hawks, uh, Mitchell Lewis was pretty good with kicking four. John Newcomb was solid. Tom Mitchell was solid. Uh, but in the end, the Hawks had a good lead early. Uh, the Pies had a good lead early. The Hawks, they came back. Normally, they're the side that had the big lead and start to cough it up. They had great wins, the Hawks, this year against the Cats and uh, some others like Brisbane in Tassie. Um, the Pies have had some great wins. They beat the Saints. They beat the Dockers. They beat the Hawks. They've had some good wins also, the Pies. They'll be up and about both sides. Uh, the latter may show the Hawthorne are probably not going to make the game. They're probably not. But there'll be a side, though. They can still cause some damage in that eight, in upset a side here and there. They've done it with Geelong and Brisbane. Why can't they do it with someone else? Uh, the Pies were also awesome. my paddler Pinsley, as I said, Darcy Cameron, etc. Mitchell, Tom Mitchell and Mitchell Lewis for the Hawks were the best. Uh, the Dockers... Frio oh, Flag Mantle, Flag Kilda, Flag Lion, Flag Demon. It, who is it? But it's Flag Mantle. <laughs> Freo oh, ninety nine. Defeated the Brisbane Lions 85. Frio oh, by not by 85, sorry. Fremantle 99. Brisbane scored 85. Frio oh, by 14 points. Free oh, 14 point victory. Uh now the Dockers have beaten Geelong. Brisbane now. And Sure, they've been Brisbane and Melbourne and Geelong. The only side in that top four range they have not beaten is St. Kilda. (coughs) St. Kilda. Yes, the Dockers, that's the Saints. The only side that they haven't beaten in that top four range. Saints beat them in round two by a couple of goals. So, yes, the Saints are the side that Freya needs a knockoff to complete that top four trifecta. No, it's not a trifecta. Four. I'm not a betting man, so I don't know the saying. So, I'm sure some of you in the comments can sound that off. Like and subscribe to this video. The Dockers, how what can I say? Nat 5 playing the Waffle yesterday. It was great to see you back on the side this week. Probably at this fence of someone like Darcy Tucker. Um, the Dockers were awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Griffin Logan was got up forward again playing a tagging type role on Darcy Gunner before he got subbed off. Um, who's in doubt for this week against the Saints. Dockers are... Uh, Calypso Wrong, Andy Brayshaw, Michael Frederick... Um, some of the players that were really good for the Dockers, a lot of good contributors for them Lions uh, gee, Charlie Cameron kicked four Zach Baylor kicked four and had 20 odd possessions was pretty good as well, uh, they would be the guys I'd say were the best for the Lions, they need to regroup against the Saints on Saturday night now, let's go through my AFL team of the week why am I speaking on that? Because I can my round 12 AFL team of the week. From the back line first, Connor Butterick and Bailey Dale. Full back, Tom Barras. Half back line, Daniel Rich. Because he's a rich boy. He was also great from the Lions on the weekend, by the way. And Nick Dacos. Center back, Paddy McCartan. Two, two times he's a peacher this year. The wingers, Caleb Sarong and Manny Rowell, Center Toik Miller. Half forward line flankers, Tex Walker and Michael Frederick. Center Forward, Sam Reid. Not Ben Reid, Channel 7. Forward pockets, Bailey, Banfield, and Zach Bailey. Full forward, Jeremy Cameron, Ruckman, Max Gorn, Rovers, Rory Dallard, and Andy Brayshaw. Interchange, Caleb Daniel, Logan McDonald, Darcy Cameron, and Callum Mills. Emergencies, Mitchell Lewis, Will Powell, Andrew Gaff, and Mitch Duncan. Now, reasons for some of these guys in the side. Connor Baderick had 25 possessions, a small lockdown defender, automatic lock. Tom Barras had about 18 possessions, 10 marks, about 15 intercept possessions and one percenters, so he deserves a spot for sure. Bailey Dale kicked the goal in 31 off the halfback line. The Bulldogs, Daniel Rich, because he's a rich boy, and he had to kick the goal in 32-odd possessions off the halfback line for the Lions, and kicking, I think, around 900 metres gained, if I'm not mistaken. Paddy McGartin was one of the best defenders in the round for the Swans. Nick Gacos, Nick Gacos had 36. What do I say? Absolute young gun. Rising star contended with Nick Martin and Jai Newcomb. Uh, Rovers, ring, wingers, sorry. Caleb Zerong, Manny Rell. I know Manny Rao's not a winger, but there's a lot of inside mids, and I had to put someone there. And there wasn't many dominant wingmen, so Manny Rail's there. Kicked a goal. Had a lot of contested possessions. Manny Rail deserves a spot on the side. Talk Miller was awesome. Having over 30. Kicked a goal. Awesome. Caleb Sarong kicked a goal with 31 touches. He deserves a spot on the side. Go look at his stats if you don't think he was awesome. Tex Walker kicked three. And 22-odd possessions um, was awesome. Michael Frederick kicked three and eight. And he's having a great patch of form. The fringe player at the Dockers is, is cementing a spot right now. Sam Reed was awesome. Was the game changer for the Swans. When I'm back in the contest, kicking straight in the second quarter, getting to get goal late in the first, kicked to goal in the second quarter and was influential throughout the whole game, particularly the first half when they were coming back. Uh, Zach Bailey kicked four and 22. Bailey Banfield kicked four and had around 20 touches as well. Jeremy Cameron. Was awesome. Kicked 6 and had 18 possessions. The game changer as I said earlier, for Geelong. Max scorn was the best ruckman in the round by a country mile. Kicked 3. had 28 possessions. 26 sided hit-outs. Was awesome and the only reason Melbourne were in the contest. Were led. kicked The goal had 39 possessions. Was the best player or one of the best on the ground for the Crows. Andy Bracewell had 39. A lot of contested possessions. Was good with his ball use. Clearly the next best mid. Interchange Caleb Daniel, Logan McDonald, Darcy Cameron Cal Mills. Cal Mills had a goal in 26. It was pretty good. Darcy Cameron Kicked a goal, had 26-odd possessions. The Ruckman was awesome. Logan McDonald, 3-and-about 16, was awesome. Caleb Daniel, kicked a, uh, didn't kick goal, but he had 30-odd possessions off the halfback. He was the next half-back guy to join the team. And the Mitchell Lewis kicked 4-0. Steve Will Powell did a good job in the back half. And he, Andrew Gaff, probably the next-best wingman, but I didn't want to put him in over a Rail. Didn't see that was fair. Or even over Callum Mills. Uh, and Mitch, uh, Mitch Duncan. So many names are the same here. Mitch Duncan was the best player for Geelong outside of Cameron, but couldn't fit him in the halfback line ahead of Dacos and Rich because he's a rich boy, and Caleb Daniel was the next option there. So that is my round 12 AFL team of the week. Only six games, so yeah. Now we'll preview round 13. The next topic we'll go through is previewing round 13 now. Starts on Thursday night. It's great. To have Thursday night games back. And it will be at the MCG. 7.20 Victorian time. Richmond hosting the power. I am going to go for. The power is starting to come on a roll. I am going to go for the power. To flick on the switch. or Flick off the switch at the G. Uh, in a close game. Richmond should begin. Noah Bolter and Kane Lambert says Damien Hardwick today. And Tom Lynch will not play against the power. On Friday night. At the MCG also. Essendon hosting Carlton 7.50 Victorian time. Carlton will win pretty comfortably. Now, the next game to go through for discussion on Saturday, Twilight at Optus Stadium, 4-10 time in Victoria. The Dockers hosting the Hawks. Danger, danger, danger for the Dockers. I'm just saying, I think the Dockers should win and win by about four goals. But don't be surprised at the Hawks. They've been pulling upsets this year, the Hawks. Brisbane and Geelong, as I said earlier. And then they've lost games they probably should have won. And... Had a lead against some sides and coughed it up. So I'm going for the Dockers, but I'm not going to be shocked to fourth when we put it that way. Oh, here we go. The clash of two top sides, the Saints and the Lions at the Gabba. 7.25, Victorian time, Lions v. Saints. Uh, This will be the game of the round for sure. Uh, I'm going for my Saints, obviously. Brisbane had a disappointing loss, I would say, against the Dockers in Perth. Having a... Solid first half and then having a terrible third quarter. Um, no, I'm going for the Saints. Obviously, Maxie King will have a tough task on Marcus Adams or Harris Andrews. Um, yeah, hopefully Hunter Clark and Jack Higgins will return for the Saints. Hopefully, Jaron Geary. Um, oh, Geraldine. What? Tom Einmour, what? Yeah, hopefully those guys are back in the mix as well. They should be in the size of Geraldine Tom Imore uh, and Hunter Clark and Jack Higgins should come in too. So I'm going for the Saints. Who obviously the Lions have uh, Darcy Garner in doubt. Sunday, sole Sunday game at Marvel Stadium. Sunday, three twenty. Ruse hosting GWS. GWS will win and win comfortably. And the final game on Queen's Birthday next Monday at um, the MCG. Also three twenty. Victorian time. Pies hosting Melbourne. Lost two in a row. The Demons. The, the, the Pies have won a few in a row. Beat the Dockers. They beat. Hawks I'm going to go for Melbourne but Stephen May will be back I am going to tip Melbourne again like Hawthorne and Freo do not ride off the pies to Goey, Lipinski Darcy Cameron Darcy Moore Uh, Jamie Elliott will be back you would think from illness who was a late change yesterday so going for Melbourne to win but don't be surprised there. The teams that have the buyer, the crows, the cats, the swans, the eagles, the suns, and the bulldogs. Leave leave. you know, leave, Let me know your thoughts and tips for round 13 down below. Now, the next topic I want to go through is my super coach talk. So, let's have a look. Super coach talk. This round, I've had 17 players. I didn't have the full 18 that you could have, have not stopped 22 is irrelevant, it's the top 18 for the buy rounds. I made three trades, I didn't want to make any. I did say, Do not make any, I know, but things changed. And I thought, I've got to balance it out. I would probably have 20 plays available for around two of the buys, around three of the buys, I'd have 18. So I thought, Well, you only need 18, so take two out of the middle rounds and put them into the first round. And I ended up having 17 and scored 1,778, 1,778, which is pretty good. I've dropped from the top 5% to the top 6%. It's okay. The buy rounds, crap like that will happen. Um, I had 17. At the moment, i got, uh, I think i got 19. But a few of those plays are in doubt Cooper Hamilton and Ned Long. We don't know. So bumping back to 17. I don't want to make a second trade. I've made one this week, taking out Bailey Smith and brought in. Someone that does not have the buy next week. And I brought in. Who did I bring in? Let's have, I've been absolute blank, guys. Oh, that's right. Patrick Cripps. Probably not my ideal choice, but um, he doesn't have the buy. And someone you could stick with for the rest of the season. So I'm starting to not want to do trades, but trying to balance this out. Normally in years gone past I left, made no trades for the first week of the buy rounds. That was the plan. And I've gone a new strategy to keep my top five percent ranking. And I just be conservative and hope. God, there's no more injuries. Bailey Smith, I just brought in this week, and I'm taking him back out.
0: Oh.
1: And um, so, yeah, I don't plan to do any more trades. So that's the only trade I've done. Bailey Smith out. Paddy Cripps in. Um, so as so you can see on the screen below who I have my team. In general, I have Cicely, Hewitt, Jack. Or, uh, read full names, Coop. If you listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I'll read them out for you. And on YouTube, you can hear it regardless. James Cicely, George Stewart, Jack Sinclair, Jack Crisp, Jaden Shorten, Tom Stewart, Bencher, Weir and Skinner. All going well. Midfield, on ground, Oliver, Clayton Oliver, Lockie Neal, Rory Laird, Jackson McRae, Patrick Cripps, Andy Brayshaw, Toik Miller, and Greg Clark, and bench normally is Jack Carroll, Mitch Owens, and Brady Hoff. Ruckman, Riley O'Brien, and Braden Bruce. Interchange is now Brian Tackle. mid-season draft E for the power young Ruck at 20 years of age, which is a loophole option for Sam Hayes did on the weekend. Um... In terms of super four line, Will Brody, Jade Gresham, Steve Canileo, Pat Lipinski, Adam Trelaw, and Isaac Keen. The bench in a normal world is Ned Long and Cooper Hamilton. I'll leave your thoughts down below of my team. That's a solid team. I want to keep it, but injuries and everything and suspensions keep stuffing me around. Try to bring in Tim English, but did not have enough, so that's why I got Bailey Smith in the end, and now he's come back to bite me in the ass. So yeah. Top 6%. 17 plays this week's gone. Hoping to have 19. Ridley's looking 17 again. So um, I don't want to do a trade. So I don't want to keep wasting trades. Just have 18. I scored pretty well at 17. Scoring 1,778. 1,778. Top 6% now. If it means to stagnate. That's in the buy rounds that is. I'll cop it. I'll cop it for now. Because in the long term. I want to keep the team going. Now. Let's go through. The scoops medal, the heavily debated scoops medal, which I'm going to stop after next week of the bar, after the third week of the buy rounds, the scoops medal will stop on the podcast from a weekly point of view. I'll have a big scoops medal sh- extravaganza at the end of the season during the buy rounds after that in the previous weeks, and that is what I will do. Mm-mm-mm. Round twelve, Western Bull, and I'll reenact it like Gillan McLaughlin. <laughs> Had to say that. Round twelve: Western Bulldogs v Geelong. Western Bulldogs, J. McRae, one vote. Western Bulldogs, B. Dale, two votes. Geelong, J. Cameron, three votes. Adelaide v West Coast. Adelaide, B. Keys, one vote. Adelaide, R. Led, two votes. Adelaide, T. Walker, three votes. Gold Coast v North Melbourne. Gold Coast, W. Powell, one vote. Gold Coast, M. Rao, two votes. Gold Coast, T. Miller three votes. Melbourne v. Sydney. Sydney, Al McDonald, one vote. Sydney, S. Reed two votes. Melbourne, M. Gorn three votes. Hawthorne v. Collingwood. Collingwood, P. Lipinski, one vote. Collingwood, N. Dacos, two votes. Collingwood, D. Cameron, three votes. Fremantle v. Brisbane. Brisbane, D. Rich, one vote. Fremantle, C. Sarong two votes. Fremantle, a Brayshaw, three votes. The leaderboard after round twelve. It is heating up. In third place on fourteen votes, we have the Golko Suns co-captain in Toik Miller. Fifteen votes equal second is Paddy Cripps and Lockie Neal. And now the new outright leader on sixteen votes, to popping a vote this week is the Western Bulldogs superstar, the former winner of the Scoops Medal Finals edition and home and away season, Jackson McRae. Now. I could say very well, and honestly, there is some plays on 13, a lot on 12, 11, 10. It is heating up in the Scoops medal. The medal is not an obvious clear winner so far or contender so far. The four names you can see on screen and plenty of names in the mix between 13 votes and 10 are all in the mix till. And there is a buck, bucket load of names between 13 votes and 10. It is heating up in the Scoops medal, and I can't wait to reveal the winner. Will it be back to back to back? Will it be Jackson McRae? Or will it be Cripps, Neil Miller and players underneath? Which I'm not going to say who they are. Trust me when I say it it is heating up the scoops metal. Now, the next topic we're going to go through is my rolling Australian team, which you all love. Now, from the back line, we have... Cal Wilkie in the pockets. Cal Wilkie and Tom Stewart. full back, Sam Taylor. Wingers, a uh, half-back flankers. Jack Sinclair and James Cissartley. Stephen Mason half back. Wingers, Josh Kelly and Jack McCrae. Centerman Lockie Neal. Half-forward line w- flankers, Charlie Curnow and Paddy Cripps. Center forward, Jeremy Cameron. Forward pockets, Charlie Cameron and Zach Bailey. in the full forward, the man they call Winks, Max King. All hail the king, Ruckman Jared Witz, Rovers Clayton Oliver and Andy Rachel Interchange will Brody Keys, George Stewart and Rory Led. That means a changes after round eleven is nothing, no change to the round eleven team. My rolling all Australian team is unchanged from the previous round. Um, Leave you know, let me know your thoughts down below. There's probably one player that um. Is in contention of possibly falling out, and that is Patrick Cripps, believe it or not. Uh, yes, I know he's second in my script's medal votes, but um, just because you have a dominant, say, five games and then quiet six, hypothetically, doesn't mean you won't an All-Australian selection, but we'll wait and see. That is my Rolling australian for thoughts down below. Now, my final thoughts are simply three things. First, you want me on Cameo? Head to cameo.com forward slash Cooper G. Merch, there's stickers, stubby holders, stickers, hats, hoodies. The list goes on and on. Subby holders, the whole on the t shirts going at your stay would greatly appreciate it. Um, my other final thoughts, final thoughts are this the mid season draft was last Wednesday night. Jai Cully went to the Eagles at pick one, Callan Dawson went to the Ruse at pick two. Um and yeah, the pick of the mid season draft though for me was I think it was pick nine, it was the pick of the pies, and that was Josh Carmichael from the sample. First full year in the sample it wasn't even a full year, it was half a season. 10 games or so. Uh, the clear standard for me, the Pies. I'm sure he'll get a game this year for the Pies. Uh, an inside mid, a bull, I think it was averaging 27 possessions, kicking goals every week. Uh, won't you love? That's the type of player I would be recruiting if I was a list manager. And that is mid forwards, players that can push in the midfield, that play forward or vice versa. And Josh Carmichael fits that build. The Pies did awesome. Essendon, to their credit, they did pretty solid with theirs. Uh, Menzies, is small forward. And the name Massimino Embrasio, hard to pronounce. Massimimo He was picked up at the Um I did get a message from him saying that he appreciates my support, and I wish him all the best at the Bombers. Now, appreciate you all the guys. Until next Tuesday night. Remember Tuesday night because there's a game on Queen's Birthday next Monday through Melbourne and Collingwood. So I'll be back with this podcast. Next Tuesday night at 7 pm. Until then, wow, one more thing. Reminder Nick Geishan, the AFL player manager from Connor Sports Management. We talk about Pat Lipinski, his client Dan McStay, Alex Witherden, uh, whether he wants a midseason trade You heard it off the top. That will be on tomorrow night. It's a must see edition. My first ever interview with a player manager. It was an awesome chat with Nick. I appreciate him coming on. Uh, we talk about Dan McStay, whether he's staying. No pun intended, or gowan, or whether he's content. You're going to go see that clip tomorrow night. Appreciate you all. Until then, have a great one, everyone. The most important thing of all to remember is go the Saints, and of course, and then absolutely that is acknowledge me and go the Saints. <laughs>
0: Tony, look at me! I want you to fire me! You fucking mark! Fire me! Fire me!